0: Hey everybody, welcome to a late episode of Nostalgia and Now with Laguna Biatch. As always, it is your host Kelly. I am so excited this week. I am feeling great. I know last week we started off on kind of a low note, but I'm feeling really, really good. I'm back in Nashville now, and originally I was going to skip this week, but I feel like so much has happened in the pop culture world. The Hills reboot trailer was released. I was like, I gotta, I gotta just do it, right? I just have to put an episode together. Even if it's a few days late, I am sure people will forgive me. Or at least I hope. Do you guys forgive me and not forget me? That is all I can ask from you. But I do want to say thank you guys for all the super nice messages. I got so much support after kind of talking about what I was going through with my mental health and all of that. So again... I really appreciate it. I'm feeling like my old self again, which is a really nice feeling. I guess I didn't realize how miserable I truly was and how kind of defeated I felt until probably today. Honestly, I woke up, I got out of bed, and that's one thing. Even though I'm not working, I'm making sure I'm still out of bed fairly early. I'm trying to stay on some kind of schedule, just so I don't lose that. I work much better on a schedule anyway, so it's kind of keeping myself honest. But today, I met up with some old co-workers for lunch, and I honestly just felt like myself. For the longest time, I have put up fronts. I've tried to act like I'm okay When I wasn't and yeah I just I want to say thank you guys Without you guys I'd probably be a mess (laughs) And I just want to say that So thank you for all the kind messages Thank you for all the kind words And also a lot of you messaged me about how you left a toxic work environment And how it brought you to like the best place in your life So that's what I'm hoping for Fingers crossed that happens I am excited to see what happens As Natasha Bedingfield sings in my personal national anthem The rest is still unwritten yeah, last week I did the top ten where I was talking about songs that make me feel like I'm a main character in a movie. I cannot believe I left Unwritten, and I believe I left Breakaway out as well. Breakaway by Kelly Clarkson. Those two songs really do have me, like, leaning in my head against a window watching rain fall down it. You know what I'm talking about? No. I'm not talking about Come Clean by Hillary Duff. You guys know how I feel about Hillary, Okay. Stop trying to make <laughs> stop trying to make Lizzie McGuire win every single bracket I put together. Thank you. I just want to say that I wasn't planning on recording the weekend I move, which I'm moving May first. I'm moving to a new apartment. Really excited about it. I'll give you guys a tour if you want. I don't have like. Decor or anything I just like to have like simplicity I guess But maybe I'll show you guys If you want, if not <laughs> That's fine too My feelings won't be hurt But that week The few days before I move I'm actually recording with The one, the only, Low Bosworth So we will have a podcast then And I'm putting this out there now as a disclaimer Just to get ahead of it all I'm not gonna ask what happened between her and Lauren Again, I try and really respect the guests And And I don't want to piss people off Like I don't want to make people upset That's That's not what this podcast is. I think I said that last week. I'm not here to kind of try and shock anybody with my questions, but I am here to have a conversation. And I have some questions lined up. Join our Facebook group. If you look up the Laguna Biatches under groups, you should be able to find it. If not, just DM me and I will send you the link. But I'm going to take questions from the Facebook group rather than through Instagram, which I usually do. And then, of course, next week we have Brad Fischetti from LFO. He's going to be joining us. I'm really excited about that. He has some really exciting projects coming up. And yeah, the next few weeks are going to be um, pretty, pretty crazy for me, just moving. But I think it'll be fun for the podcast. I'm really excited. Also this week, there is no TRL segment. I decided to cut that this week. I know you guys are super sad about it, but don't worry, it will be back next week. So something really cool happened on Sunday. I was able to join a Skype with Lee Norris, who of course played Mouth on One Tree Hill, and Stephen Coletti, who played Chase on One Tree Hill. I did a giveaway on my Instagram for it, and I'm not sure who won, I'm sorry. But I know a lot of you entered, Unfortunately, it was only for, like, one giveaway, but it is for charity, so that's why they didn't want to give away, like, a ton of free meet and greets, which I totally respect, understand. But if you are a One Tree Hill fan, the Friends With Benefits charity is where it's at. That is incredible. The connections they have with the cast, the money they raise for charity, I give them so many props. Props, props, props to them. They do an incredible job, and they hosted this event. Now, I wasn't sure what to expect when it came to a virtual meet and greet. What I thought was going to happen was kind of you're let into a room, you meet Steven and Lee, and then you're kind of kicked out of the room. That's really what I thought, the room being a a Zoom Room To be clear Because it's all virtual It's all through Zoom But I thought it was going to be like You get three minutes You get two minutes with them And then you're kind of kicked out And you have to wait for a more Public question and answer But that's not what happened What happened was There are about 15 Maybe less people in the Question and answer meet and greet With Lee and Steven And it started You know it was really cool It was really weird to be like Oh my god this is real Like I'm really kind of in this room with Stephen Coletti, who I used to, actually, I never had a crush on Stephen, I can't lie. Now he, I think Stephen has aged like fine wine. When I was in high school, I was all about Trey and Talon and Jason. So anyway, (laughs) anyway, back to the virtual meet and greet. It was really cool. They answered a lot of questions. And basically I asked a question. I go, I was so nervous. I And then, again, I was like, did I plug myself? Like, I know I mentioned my page, but, like, was it not cool to plug myself? And I thought Steven did a great job answering the question. He was very thorough, and I appreciated every second of it. Um, But, yeah, it was a really cool event. And I know they've done a few other meet and greets, like virtual meet and greets with different cast members, where you can ask questions, kind of virtually meet them. Yeah, <laughs> that makes sense, right? The only thing that really shocked me, and I will say Steven said this more than Lee, was the mention of Mark Schwan. I did not know that we could still really talk about him in like the One Tree Hill world, because obviously the way he treated the women on set was absolutely disgusting. Yes, he wrote this show that we all love, but I kind of thought like people didn't talk about him anymore. But he was brought up a few times, and I was actually, like, really shocked by that. And I'm not, like, trying to shame Steven or Lee for talking about him. Like, I get he was the creator of the show, so certain things you do have to talk about him. But I was just kind of shocked, and I was looking at other faces on the meet-and-greet, because, you know, the little thumbnails, and people weren't shook at all. And I was like, wow, I hope that I'm not wearing all my emotions on my face right now. But yeah, they did bring him up quite a few times and and more in a positive light because they said he was really helpful with certain things. So that really did shock me. But yeah, getting to ask Steven that question, I was really nervous. I was nervous to bring up Laguna Beach because I know he's tried to separate himself from it so much. But I thought he answered it very nicely. And honestly, him and Lee were nothing but kind. Like Lee Norris, mouth, seems like one of the kindest people on the planet. Like one of the most genuine, one of the nicest. So when I was turning 16, or it was a... It was either an early Sweet Sixteen or a late Sweet Sixteen present. I can't remember, but my mom and I flew to Wilmington, North Carolina, where I got to meet the whole cast of One Tree Hill at a basketball game, at a charity basketball game. It was awesome. The cast stayed super late other than Chad Michael Murray. You guys know how I feel about Chad Michael Murray. Hopefully he's, like, become nicer as the years have went on, but I've heard some things about him. And anyway, back to the charity game When I was going through like the line of people, everyone was super nice. The whole cast was very, very nice. But I remember Lee being like, "Hi, what's your name?" And I was like, "Oh my God, my name's Kelly." He's like, "That's a nice name." And he's like, "Are you having fun today?" Like he tried to make a conversation with everybody, and he has held such a soft place in my heart. Like I get it, everybody loves Lucas and Nathan on One Tree Hill. But let's talk about Mouth and Jake Jagelski and how much more respect they deserved. But that's, that's a different podcast. That's not today's podcast. But yeah, super cool. And like I said, it's FWB Charities. And if you are a One Tree Hill fan or have a One Tree Hill fan in your life, they've been having quite a few virtual meet and greets. And I highly, highly recommend it. The women who run it are incredibly nice and even the people who were, you know, on the Zoom, we didn't talk over one another. Um, there was a few like lagging moments where we accidentally did, but I kind of only asked that one question and I thought Steven answered it very nicely and yeah, it was an awesome awesome time. So, thank you to FWB Charities for that moment. So, can we talk about Teen Mom really quick? Please, you know I love Teen Mom. You know I can't quit Teen Mom. I wish I could quit Teen Mom. I cannot quit Teen Mom no matter how hard I try. Also, Teen Mom Two is coming back very soon, which of course you know I'm gonna talk about that because I like Teen Mom Two better than Teen Mom OG. I ha- I have to be honest. But this past week it was the season um, season finale, right? Not series. Even though I think the show should end, I do think it is time to end Teen Mom, at least OG. I think it's time. I gotta. I I know I just said that a million times. Anyway. The season wrapped up with Cheyenne. She's having a baby boy, and I don't think she's had it yet. I don't think she's had him yet, not it. I believe they're going with the name Ace, which I think is super sweet. And I really hope that her and Zach make it. They seem to be a good couple. Zach seems really quiet, but I also think we're used to seeing Corey who has such a big, massive, massive personality. And I personally love Corey, it's funny. I did not like him on the challenge until I started watching him on Teen Mom. And I was like, okay, this is the MTV Golden Goose I can get behind. And what I mean by Golden Goose, Lauren Conrad, MTV Golden Goose. Polly D, MTV Golden Goose. Vinny Guadagin, Guadagin, I can't say his last name. Vinny from Jersey Shore, MTV Golden Goose. Like these are the people who get spin-offs, These are the people who MTV love. I do think Corey is a part of that Golden Goose type of league when it comes to MTV. Rob Dyrdek, another one. He's like the massive Golden Goose. Everyone's like, why is ridiculousness on 24 seven? Anyway, back to it. I think Cheyenne is a great mom. I'm really excited to see her be a mom of two, be a mom of a boy. I'm excited to see Ryder be a big sister. And I'm curious to see how Zach will react because if you don't follow the show or if you forgot, she was actually with Zach when she had Ryder. And they knew Zach wasn't the dad, but they weren't sure who was. And that's when Corey came in the picture. Zach kind of couldn't handle it. He was really jealous of their relationship. Didn't understand it, but it seems like he's come to terms with everything. So I wish them nothing but the best. Again, I think Cheyenne was an incredible addition to Teen Mom OG because sometimes I forget that like Bristol Palin was on Teen Mom and then um, Farrah, I mean, you'll never forget Farah, Farrah, a fucking a nightmare, a walking nightmare. But yeah, I did forget Bristol Palin was on Teen Mom OG for one season. Got rid of that. But anyway, back to the actual season finale of this season of Teen Mom. Caitlyn and Tyler, unfortunately, this is a trigger warning. I'm giving you a little bit of a heads up. So they unfortunately did lose their baby. I know she is pregnant now, though, and they are having a girl. So they were able to get pregnant again. They're excited. I really, I have a soft place for Caitlyn and Tyler. I mean, Butch and April and their addiction issues and how mean they were to Caitlyn and Tyler. It broke my heart for them. And I really feel like they've come a long way. I do, I, there's a part of me that really wishes that there was only a few seasons of Teen Mom OG Remember Amber went to prison They got rid of it And then it came back once she got out of prison I do wish during that time that Tyler and Caitlin Kind of figured out a life outside of MTV I know they I believe they've written a book They've tried to have a kids line But they're. The, I worry about those two once this show stops I'm kind of like what are you guys going to do with this Because I think the Teen Moms Who have set themselves up the best Out of both franchises are Macy, Kale, and Chelsea I think those three won't have any issues Other than Chelsea maybe didn't pay an influencer company There hasn't been anything else about that But I do worry about what's going to happen with Caitlin and Tyler Once the MTV money stops Again, I think this show is going to go on for a while So they don't need to worry But yeah I also know they do a lot of clickbait I had to unfollow them because of all their clickbait And some people Some of those um, reality stars that post clip- clickbait They'll make like 10 grand a month, maybe not 10 grand, but they'll make like at least five to seven grand a month off just clickbait. That's why I never click those things. But if you ever see me posting clickbait, just mind your business. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I don't think I will ever post clickbait or tummy tea or anything like that. That's a promise I'm making to you right now. Who else do we have this season? Mackenzie, Mackenzie's son, Bronx, took a shit in her boss's garage. Like a What? That wasn't this episode. It was the episode before. And I remember watching that and I went, what? And obviously Bronx is going through something. So I'm glad Mackenzie kind of got him with a counselor. I do think her husband Josh is kind of a, I don't really know, honestly. I'm not sure if it's like where they're from. Guys just don't show any emotion ever. But Josh's lack of emotion actually really scares me. And I think one day he's just going to snap. He really, he worries me He's one that worries me And I think Bronx gets really upset easily So I'm worried about him And I'm just worried about Mackenzie um, Unfortunately I have heard that she said a lot of racist things Hopefully she can grow from that Hopefully she can learn and not be ignorant to certain things But I, I really hope that that family is okay Because her son right now is shitting in garages and biting teachers And that is not like good behavior. Obviously, there's something going on within him, and I hope that Bronx can kind of find security in something. All right, now we got Amber. Oh my god, Amber makes me fucking furious. I don't like Amber. I think Amber is a worse mom than Janelle. I said it. I said it. I said it. I think Janelle surrounds herself with horrible men, but I think Amber is just not a nice person. I understand she does have mental health issues, and she leans on that a lot, but And, you know, I also have talked about mine, but I think there comes a point where you need to really be about change, and you need to kind of pull yourself up and do your best to change, not punish your child. And the fact that she said Christina and Gary are poisoning Leah against her, no, no, no. Like, she has always chosen men over her daughter, time and time again. And now Leah's, what, 12? I am sure she has watched old clips of Teen Mom. And during this specific episode, Gary sat down with his mom to kind of talk about the Leah-Amber situation. And Gary's mom was like, you need to realize she remembers Amber promising to pick her up and never showing up. And Leah would stand there crying. And Leah remembers that. And you know what? Leah has Christina, who is a great mother figure to her. I think that without Christina, Leah would probably be having an even harder time So Amber should be thankful. And while I'm on this rant, I want to say thank you to all the stepmoms, stepdads that are maybe listening. Because I have an awesome stepmom. She helps me with a lot and a ton of stuff. And I was not an easy... (laughs) That was not easy when she started dating my dad. I was like 10 and angry about it. But now here we are almost 20 years later. They're still together. And she's helped me a lot. So if you are stepmom, if you are a stepdad or whatever the situation may be, thank you for taking care of a child that is not yours. That is not blood related. I don't know how to say it, but thank you. Thank you. Because when you're in a situation with a parent who isn't like there for you as much, it's, it is important to have another support system. And I think that's what Christina is to Leah. And Amber should be thankful that Leah is surrounded by so much love rather than trying to punish her daughter by ignoring her. Like, that's, that's just not right. Amber drives me crazy. Amber makes me want to stop watching the show. To be totally honest, I will not watch it live. I record it, and if Amber becomes too much, I fast-forward through her scenes. <laughs> While we round up this recap, we have Macy. This season for Macy has been about Ryan. Her whole storyline has always been about Ryan. I know, or should I say Ryan, if anyone was around, um, the Teen Mom Reddits back in the day. Ryan it's just always been about him and I know next season they will not be on the show. So I'm hoping that she finds something else to kind of talk about. I think it'll be interesting if I know she has her, um, her and Taylor have some clothing line, like live, live your life or something. So maybe they will be more focused on that, but I love her relationship with Bentley and I don't think she has poisoned Bentley. I think Bentley is you can you know when your parents aren't being parents. I knew that at 7. Like it doesn't take my dad telling me, it doesn't take anybody telling me anything. You know, you know at a certain age and someone actually DM'd me about how much Taylor dislikes Ryan. And I have to stick up for Taylor because, again, he's a great stepfather. He's stepped up a lot while Ryan has fallen and dealt with his addiction issues that nobody really wants on his family wants to talk about. They just think he's fixed. But I think Taylor gets really frustrated because he does not think Ryan is sober. This past episode watching it, I would not think Ryan is sober. So I understand why he does get frustrated Listening to anything about Ryan And also Ryan threatened to kill him So yeah, I get why why he doesn't enjoy Ryan Or being around Ryan But Ryan did end up calling a therapist And he wants to talk to the therapist And hopefully have a therapy session with Bentley But yeah, I guess we'll see what happens And I know the previews were shown for the reunion And it looks like it's going to get really nasty I know that Taylor Um, Macy's husband and Ryan's father get into a heated debate and I'm excited to kind of see how that goes But I am really sad because I always felt like Larry, Jen and Macy really worked well together Except for the last few years Now all of a sudden they have to stand up for Ryan so much and they're like Macy's kind of a bitch But I don't, I understand why Macy's trying to keep Bentley away from Ryan Um, And again, Bentley is now 12 and he sees it himself And he probably doesn't want to be around his dad So I can't blame him for that Overall, boring ass season (laughs) There were moments that were good But I don't know, Teen Mom, I will watch you until you're off the air Um, But I am excited for Teen Mom 2 to come back I do like Teen Mom 2 better I know they've added a new mom So we will see how that goes And of course I will also talk about their reunion and all of that Now let's have some brunch. Let's talk some shit with pop culture. How about that? God, I miss brunch. Let me just say that. I haven't gone to brunch since probably July. Miss it. But luckily I get to have brunch every weekend, (laughs) every week with you guys. So obviously last week, a picture of Khloe Kardashian went around the internet and her grandma took it, MJ, Took it, posted it on her Instagram. It went all around the interwebs. Um, Daily Mail put something up about it. And all of a sudden, it started being taken down all over the internet. Um, People were getting DMs from the Kardashian publicity team asking to remove it. Allegedly, Kim even reached out to a few fans personally asking them to take it down. And I personally think that the Kardashians made it a bigger deal than it was. If they didn't try and scrub the internet of these pictures, I really don't think it would've blown up the way it did. Now, a few days after, maybe like two days later, Chloe posted a really, really long Instagram post about how she is really insecure about her body because people can be mean, and there is a stereotype where women have to look perfect, and she mentions how she edits her pictures a little bit. Now, I feel really bad for Chloe. I can remember there was a line of a song. I think I was 21. I don't really remember what it was called or anything, but it was like, Turn the lights off, turn a Chloe into a Kim. So, Chloe was always, quote unquote, the ugly sister. Until recently, you know, she apparently lost a lot of weight, um, maybe got some work done to look um, a little different, stuff like that. But in my opinion, I think the Kardashians need to take some accountability for doing that to culture. They are a family that edits their photos almost beyond recognition. Like, when I make fun of Chloe, it's about her horrible edited photos that make her look like an alien. I think Chloe is beautiful. I think they're all beautiful, even though they're all super manufactured. I think they're a beautiful family. And it really sucks because obviously Chloe was really upset that picture got out. And I feel bad. And I feel bad that it did. But I also think it's time to take some accountability on what her family has done to edit photos to build your own face if you don't like it. I mean, Kim's on like face 10 at this point. Kylie doesn't look anything like Kylie used to look. So I think there is some accountability that they need to take, obviously. The image has been taken down from a lot of sites and everything, but I also don't think it would have been a big thing if the Kardashians didn't make it a thing, if that makes sense. And, you know, Chloe, I feel bad that she has been bullied about her weight, her height, her looks, who her dad is, this and that, and every other thing. But I also do think there needs to be accountability there, and I will you know, stand on that hill. If people don't agree with me, that's totally fine. But I do think the Kardashians need to take accountability that they are a part of the problem that where the public and the world thinks people need to look a certain way when you're editing your photos beyond what is even humanly possible somehow. So yeah, that is how I feel about that. Um, I hope Chloe can find happiness in how she looks. I really do because there are moments, you know, people take pictures of me and I hate it. And I get that feeling, but also if you are editing your photos like crazy, I don't know. I don't know. I guess it's kind of a fine line between Chloe editing because she feels insecure versus like Chloe edits edits her photos so, so much that she's also a part of the problem. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, I'm just going to leave it at that. That is how I feel about the photo. And I hope they let MJ out of the jail that they probably put her in for releasing that picture. Another thing that happened over the weekend, Prince Philip passed away. He was 99 years old and him and the Queen were together for 75 years, which is absolutely fucking crazy. But a lot of people are surprised or not surprised, I guess, that Meghan is not flying with Harry. I just have to say Meghan Markle, she's pregnant. She has had a miscarriage. She probably doesn't want to fly across the world Um, Right now she's probably what six or seven Months pregnant so it might not be safe for her But I know Harry is going to be There for the funeral that may have already happened I'm not 100% sure but I know they were talking a lot about How he's not allowed to wear colors because He's no longer in the royal Family I am curious if we will See any photos of him and William together I'm going to go with a hard No I think that those Two are no longer cool (laughs) to say the fucking least. Unfortunately, DMX also passed away, rapper DMX. He overdosed and never made a recovery from that. So, you know, I think that that death kind of reopened a lot of wounds for a lot of different people. I have lost people to addiction and hearing that it's always kind of like shit. Like that's, it's sad when someone loses a battle to addiction, in my opinion. I know not everybody agrees with that, but I read a lot of really positive stories about DMX. You know, it's always sad to me when somebody loses a battle with addiction, especially after they've been sober for a certain amount of time. Demi Lovato wrapped up her YouTube series, and I just hope Demi's okay. During the YouTube series, they talked about how now she drinks and smokes weed in moderation. And I don't know, maybe she's just not ready to get totally sober, I spoke to my friend about this. She is a psychiatrist, psychologist. She is going to kill me because she listens to the podcast. But she's been in school for a really long time. And she kind of explained to me that, you know, if someone's not ready to get fully sober, you can't push them to that. You shouldn't push them to that. So maybe she's not fully ready to be totally sober. Um, I did see that she is coming out with a show called Hungry. I believe it's going to be on NBC or ABC. And I'm nervous for Demi. After watching that documentary, I actually felt more worried for Demi rather than, like, put at ease about Demi. And I really hope that she is surrounded by good people. I hope she's not surrounded by enablers. And I really hope that Demi gets to have a really long career because she's obviously super, super talented. Morgan Wallen posted on his Instagram that he's still taking a break. He's back in Nashville, but he's taking a break. He's not going on the road or anything like that. Um, which I kind of figured, I didn't even expect him to post anything, but it seems like he was just trying to update his fans about what he's doing this summer and he will not be touring. Um, I don't think he's been picked back up by his record label either. So yeah, I'm not totally surprised that he's not touring. Over the weekend, my man Usher, he got into some trouble at a strip club. He was in Vegas and he was accused of throwing ushered money, Usher dollars as they called them. And it was like $100 bills, $50 bills with his face on it. Now, a dancer at the club blasted him all over Instagram. And quickly, his team put up like a statement about it. They said, no, 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 he did really pay. He did really pay good money. But he was just throwing that to help promote his Vegas residency. I don't know who to believe, honestly. It wouldn't surprise me if he did not pay. I don't know. I feel like you always hear about people going to strip clubs and not paying and just leaving or not tipping. And yeah, maybe he was trying to promote it, but I don't know if that's the place to promote it. Like I don't think throwing fake money at a strip club is a good thing to do in general because those women work hard for their money. I mean, I'm not even trying to say that in a funny way. Like they work their asses off. They deserve to be fucking tipped. So yeah, that Usher fake money, I guess he's gonna learn not to use that ever again. And I still want to go to his Vegas residency, you guys know, I love Usher's music, but unfortunately I don't know if it's going to happen, but Usher, if you're listening, I would love to see you live one day. (laughs) Also, have you guys noticed that Aaron Rodgers and Shailene Woodley have been all over the place lately? So much for being an undercover couple. They have been all over the place doing publicity things on his Instagram, doing like, lover, like weird, like couples tests and stuff. And they are the most awkward couple I've ever seen together. I don't think they've seen each other naked. I don't. (laughs) I really don't. I don't know what this spin is. I don't know what they're trying to do with this couple, but this couple has never seen each other naked. I am sure of that. They are so awkward and... I don't, I don't know. They came out of left field. They're a fucking weird couple. (laughs) They have sibling energy, if I've ever seen it. Maybe not even sibling energy, like stranger energy. (laughs) I guess I don't know what to say about this couple. I wanted to bring them up because they've been all over the place and I don't know why. And I think Aaron Rodgers wants to host Jeopardy. I do. I don't think he's going to, but I think he really, really wants to host it. So him and Shailene are kind of stepping up the PR game, making people talk about him, And I don't know, is he still a football player? I don't think he retired. So we shall see what happens there. But weird couple. They've definitely, they're like like the Duggars. Like they've only side hugged. They've never even kissed yet. (laughs) I'm sure of it. Now as we wrap this up, Bachelor star Colton Underwood has officially come out as gay. So I want to applaud him for that. I don't want to take away the fact that he did stalk and put a... GPS device on his ex-girlfriend's car. I think that, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, hurt people hurt people. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about, but it does not give him an excuse for that. Um, I do think it's interesting that he announced a Netflix show like five seconds after the Good Morning America interview. It's one of those things that makes me kink my eyebrow, as I say, it makes me raise my eyebrow, and you're kind of like, W-w-w-. But there have been a bunch of celebrity blinds about him for years, so I am surprised it's come... Out front, like I'm surprised he's open about it But again, a lot of celebrity blinds have said this for years But um, but yeah, hopefully he's happy living his truth I hope Cassie, his ex-girlfriend, f- is able to, you know I hope she's surrounded by good people today That's all I can say Because I can only imagine if you dated somebody very publicly And they came out, the, the comments that will end up on her Instagram Because people can be fucking evil So I hope she's surrounded by a lot of love today. I hope Colton is surrounded by a lot of love today. And I hope that he feels like he can be his best self now. But yeah, I don't think we should just sweep under the rug that he was very aggressive and violent towards his ex-fiance. And yeah, last week, Taylor dropped the Fearless re-recording. A lot of people think we're going to get 1989 in August. I think it's going to be sooner than that. And all I can say is I'm ready for Speak Now. Speak Now is my second favorite album after Reputation. And I don't think it gets enough love, but I am ready for that re-recording to come out. Really excited. I loved the re-recording of Fearless. Um, Back in the day, you know, I loved her still, but hearing her more mature voice, it's definitely a lot different, but also awesome. And somebody asked me if she changed up anything, and I think she like changed up how she said certain words or things like that, but she said she wanted to keep it as true as possible to the original recordings, so... That is what she did. So this week we are covering the episode, season four, episode nine, If She Never Met Spencer. What an absolute great title, if you ask me. So during the recap, we start with Justin was up to his old games and Audrina was done with it. Is Audrina ever truly done with Justin Bobby and his games? We don't know. I guess we'll find out this episode. Spencer isn't happy Darlene is there. And Darlene thinks that he is manipulative. We're reminded of that very tense conversation that they had at lunch, and we are also reminded that Holly got lunch with Lauren. That was a few episodes ago. It ends with a quote, but since she's Heidi's sister, I had to be careful where it would all lead. Dun, dun, dun. We start off the episode at the Laurens and Audrina's house, and Lo is helping Lauren with homework. What is their homework? Homework. They're cutting up magazines. Remember, she is in fashion school. So maybe she is making some kind of collage of her favorite dresses or something like that. They never say what they're doing. They're just cutting up magazines. Very fifth grade of them. Very much me in fifth grade. But hey, I'm here for it. So Low asks if she has seen Stephanie. And Lauren's like, no, I haven't. So in this episode, we don't get any Brody, no Doug, barely any Spencer, no Stephanie. It's kind of just... Lauren, Lo, Audrina, Heidi, Holly basically In a Whitney moment of course Because we always need at least one Whitney moment But Lauren ends up inviting Lo to S-Bar To get a drink with Holly And Lo's like yeah sure I'll go And then Lauren says Holly lives with Heidi Because Lo asks, she's like, where is she living? Is she still close with Heidi? She's like, yeah, she actually lives with Heidi and, you know, she's still getting settled in. And she said, Heidi doesn't care. It's fine. I just want to hang out with her, try and help her get settled into the city. And then Lauren says, I'm worried she's trying to play matchmaker. I don't want her to play matchmaker. I just want to hang out with someone who was once my friend. And Lo's like, I get it. It's awkward, probably. And then Lauren responds by saying, I don't want to turn away a friend. And Lo just says, well, drinks are harmless. I guess it depends how many drinks you drink when you go out for drinks. But yeah, usually they're pretty harmless, Low. The next scene, we are at Audrina's workplace, Epic Records, and we are with one of my favorite minor characters, Kiara. If anyone knows Kiara, please tell her that I really enjoy her and I think she's great, okay? I just wanted to throw that out there, put that into the universe. Maybe Kiara will hear that. But we find out that Audrina is going on a date with a guy named Colin and they've been friends for about a year. Audrina's like, yeah, we've been friends for a while, but like now we're going on a date. We're going to see what happens. And Kiara's here for it. And she's like, don't call Justin and tell him what you're doing unless you're trying to make him jealous. And Audrina just goes, maybe a little bit, but I don't have a ring on my finger. I'm not married. I like when Audrina has like a moment of a lot of personality. I really, really like those moments and that was one of those moments. The next scene, we are at a Holly and Heidi lunch and there is a lot of conversation. I wanted to do a voice um, grab, but unfortunately it was outdoors and I know that those don't always come over well via podcast. That was a really weird way for me to be like, I wanted to put in a voiceover, but it's not going to sound good because they're sitting outside. There was a way easier explanation than what I just did. But anyway, back to the H squared lunch. Right away, Heidi asks if Holly has seen Lauren at all. And and Holly tells her about the drink idea. She's like, we're going to get drinks. And also this scene reminds me how much I love just like a nice top and a good pair of jeans. That is what I like to wear out. And that is what I will always like to wear out because of the hills, because of 2008 culture. But yeah, I love a good like nice shirt, Pants, let's go. Don't get too dressed up. But that's what they're wearing. That's why I had that little sidebar. But Holly just goes, she said she's really happy, but it seems like she's really missing you. And Heidi basically says she misses her too and wishes things were different. She kind of goes on this rant. She's like, she was my best friend, but now I can't talk to her because of something I had nothing to do with. And Heidi also says she feels like Lauren doesn't understand that Heidi is hurt too. She lost all of her friends because of this fight. Now remember, is kind of cool with her, but they're not super cool. And Holly was like, I know you wanted to write her a letter. Do you think you will? Yeah, yeah, maybe I'll do that. She knows your heart, Heidi. You should. Well, maybe she forgot about my heart. <laughs> she didn't say that. Well, maybe she forgot. Well, maybe she needs to be reminded, is what Holly says right back. And Holly gets a little bit of spunk in her this episode, way more near the end of the episode. Very here for it. I like Holly. And I love Darlene. Darlene's not in this episode, but I felt like I just needed to say that. Now we are at the Mongolia restaurant and we are on Audrina and Colin's date. We find out that Colin worked at Saddle Ranch and Audrina's like, did you ride the bull? And he says, no. He was actually the bull mechanic person. He got he got the party going with the bull. But he then kind of asks Audrina, you know, how did you get to Sony Records? And this is Audrina's explanation because Sony Records was a fake job for Audrina. It was a dope ass job, but it was fake. When she worked at Coyote Studios, that was real, but not this version the way she got this Sony job she said you know I've been going to shows since I was like 15 and I just had a lot of connections and I just love working there it's fun it's not like it's work I've gone to a ton of concerts too And I don't work at Sony Records (laughs) I just thought that was such a funny explanation Because again, Sony Records was a fake job But they end up doing a little cheers And Audrina then says her exes get mean when they're drunk Like she takes a sip of her drink She goes, ooh, that's strong My exes get mean when they drink And Colin says he's the happiest drunk And you know what vibes Colin gives me? He gives me like yellow lab, golden retriever type vibes. I'm very into him. He's very sweet. He's cute. So you know Audrina does not like him. (laughs) But after that little comment, Audrina starts talking about Justin. Right away, she's like, yeah, with Justin, he gets cocky and he likes to fight when he drinks. And Colin's like, I smile. And he's like, yeah, I just smile. And you have beautiful eyes. Right away, he's like, let's never talk about Justin Bobby on a date again. Can we please just talk about how beautiful your eyes are? And then Colin, right away, after she's like, thank you. He's like, do you want to go out tomorrow night to like dinner and drinks? And Audrina just goes, let's do it. Audreene is ready to leave Justin Bobby in the wind, except still bring him up on dates, unfortunately. Unfortunately for her dates. The next scene, we are at S Bar, and Lauren calls the bartender cute. Her and Lo are sitting at a separate table, and Lauren's like, Oh, he's a cutie. Oh, 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 we made eye contact. You know that moment if you're like checking someone out at a bar and you make eye contact, or even at like the grocery store, and it doesn't have to be at a bar, but you have that moment where you make eye contact and you're like, maybe. And then you're like, never mind, never mind. No, it's not going to happen. But Holly walks up, and Holly looks super dressed up compared to Lauren and Lo. I could be wrong. We don't see Lo and Lauren's full outfits, but Holly does look a bit more dressed up than them. And Lo introduces herself to Holly, and Lauren just goes, You two have met before. <laughs> Again, they don't like harp on it, but it is a funny moment if you can catch it. And Lauren and Holly then say they shared a bed and air mattress. And Lauren's like, yeah, the air mattress popped. But again, it's like they breeze over it so fast because they don't want us to realize we didn't know that Holly also lived in the apartment with Lauren and Heidi. Which annoys me to no end. It's almost like not introducing the season three cast of Laguna Beach during season two. Things that keep me up at night. But yeah, so they do talk about that just for a second because production again wanted things to seem authentic even though they weren't. And Holly then says that her and Heidi grew apart because Lowe's kind of like, oh you live with Heidi and Holly's like, yeah, we grew apart after I moved back to Colorado. And during this, Lauren looks extremely concerned because obviously, like, if you're dating, if your friend's dating someone who kind of pushes you away, you're kind of like, okay, like that that's what happens sometimes. Sometimes you have to be the Lauren friend and you're going to get pushed away. But once you find out they also push like family members away that they were super close to, I think that's a big red flag. I definitely do. But Holly then says Heidi has drifted from who she was because of Spencer. She makes sure to say that Heidi misses Lauren. She's like, you know, she really misses you, Lauren. And Lauren's response is, it's water under the bridge, it's done, I don't have any more anger towards her, I don't really want to talk about it. Like, just trying to move on from it. And I give Lauren credit for that, but again, it's her whole storyline for a whole series, so she's not going to be able to just say it's done when it's not done. Lo then pops in, and she's like, you remind me so much of Heidi with how you speak and your mannerisms. And it's, again, an awkward moment. Production may have been in Lo's ear being like, say she reminds you of Heidi, Just to, like, see what Lauren does. (laughs) And then Lo says it, and, yeah, the scene ends with, like, a lot of weird glances. It seems very tense. You know, the music that they play always makes it seem a little more tense. So that is the scene with Holly and the Laurens. The next scene is People's Revolution, and Lauren strolls in. She's always, I don't know if she's late or if Whitney's always early. We don't know what it is. But Whitney shows her the new stuff, and Lauren seems excited. Lauren sits down and she goes, someone sent me a letter. And she doesn't open it or read it. It doesn't seem like she does at least. And then she tosses it to Whitney who goes, it's from Heidi. Can I read it? And Lauren says, obviously. And I love that moment. There are moments between these two where it's like, wow, they were really friends because I screenshot text messages all the time and send them to my friends so they can read it and we can join in and have conversations about it. So if I was Lauren, hell yeah, I would throw that letter right to uh, Whitney so she could read it. But I'm gonna play an audio clip of it in three, two, one. I just wanted to tell you how sorry I am about everything. I'm so sorry for every negative or hurtful comment I've ever said not how I feel or who I am. I think you are a great person and I will always cherish your memories. Thank you for everything you have ever done for me. I really wish things didn't turn out this way, but I take responsibility. This whole thing has also been really hard for me. Sincerely, Heidi Montag. It seems like a very genuine letter. Why now? Why is she like randomly writing this to me? She must feel really, really lost and lonely. And I think Whitney hit the nail on the head with that one. Also, when she says that seems really genuine, she makes this face like this yikes kind of face. But after Whitney says, you know, she must be really lonely. Lauren just says, I think she's bummed I'm cool with Holly. And Whitney says, Heidi must feel like she has no girlfriends and really misses you. And Lauren just sits there for a moment and she goes, even after all this time, she still can't just blame Spencer. And Whitney shakes her head and goes, "That's loyalty." And I'm curious because obviously I'm not in any kind of relationship. But if you were dating someone who did something like that, would you break up with them? I'm really curious. And I always ask you guys questions because I feel like you might answer out loud in your car, and maybe like I'll hear it somehow telepathically, or maybe I'm the FBI agent that lives in your in, in your phone. <laughs> But I think if someone was like that nasty to my best friend, there's no chance I would want to be friends, like be with that person, I should say. Again, Lauren did not make life easy. But again, that doesn't mean you can just kind of put out a sex tape rumor that allegedly Jason Waller did start. But we know who brought it to the press because I don't think Jason would even know where to start with going like that. I don't, I don't have that much faith in Jason to, to do that, honestly. The next scene, we are at the Audrina date part two. And the outfit is so perfectly 2008, I can't even explain it. The top is like sheer, it's off the shoulder, it's white with blue accents on it. It is the perfect 2008 date shirt. Now, Audrina says she's tired and Colin's like, oh, that's too bad. And she goes, yeah, I was talking to Justin all night. <laughs> Poor Colin. Colin just kind of looks at her and he's like, oh, cool. Cool. He then says, I like you, I feel like we connect, but last night you talked about that guy, and tonight you brought it up, and I'm just wondering what's going on with that. No, 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 it's not like we're boyfriend or girlfriend. I wasn't sure, is what Colin says. He's like so bummed, and she's like, I enjoy your company. I've just, I've known him for so long. It's just awkward, and that is literally how the date ends. (laughs) That is how it ends. It just shows... Colin looking so openly bummed. He's not gonna get any MTV money. He's not gonna get any maybe slight fame. He's not gonna, he's also not gonna have a haughty Audrina. I will say Audrina is so beautiful, especially I feel like in this season is like the top Audrina look for me. So after that awkward moment, poor Colin. I hope Colin's doing well. He was cute. Maybe he's aged like fine wine and found a different beautiful brunette to be with. But we are at the Laurens in the Audrina house and Holly comes over. Holly is kind of like lurking, I think. I think Holly's hanging out a little bit too much if you ask me. But Lauren goes, I'm cooking tonight, and then throws menus at Holly, which I thought was funny. She's like, I'm not cooking, but we're going to order food. And she quickly says she needs to find a man who likes to cook because she hates cooking. But Holly asks about the letter, and Lauren just kind of blows it off. She's like, yeah, it's nothing I haven't really heard before, but I'm going to play an audio clip in three, two, one. She's been talking a lot more lately just hating how everything's happened and yeah but it was a choice you know it's I mean it's super sad but she basically just said all she wanted was forgiveness and I forgave a long time ago does she? I mean I don't know how to say it she has like good friends right um she has me the thing is I would love to be like that's fine but it's not about her you know it's about the person she's always with so yeah she basically cannot be cool with heidi until spencer's out of the picture we all know like 14 years later spencer is still in the picture but holly just goes that's the only thing and lauren goes yeah that's the only thing and then we see holly scheming what is holly up to holly is playing matchmaker a little bit too much if you ask me the next scene, we are still at the Laurens in Audrina's house. And Audrina and Lauren are hanging out by the pool. Audrina lays next to Lauren and she goes, I want on a date with Colin. I think, I think it was a last date though, which I thought was funny. So you're done with Colin? And Audrina says she just needed to be honest. She's like, you know, until a guy fully takes my mind off of Justin, he's always going to be in the picture. And what does Lauren say to that? OJB. And it seems like Lauren has actually cut Justin a lot of slack. Like when Justin first showed up, Lauren was awful to him, right? Like we all hated Justin. We still don't really love Justin. But it seems like she's actually forgiven uh, um, Justin for everything. But maybe she just knows it's almost not worth the fight when it comes to Audrina and Justin. But Lauren says she should tell Justin she's been on dates before somebody else does. But if he doesn't care, that's weird. Like, if he finds out and he acts like it's not a big deal, it's weird. And Lauren's like, yeah, it's super weird. Lauren quickly pivots the conversation to the Heidi letter. And Lauren feels like Holly is really pushing the Heidi friendship. And Lauren's like, I would rather just look at the memories. We were really good friends. We have so many good, good memories. And that's what I want to focus on. And Audrina's like, what if Spencer was out of the picture? It's more him, but they're always together. They're never apart. And they just kind of, like, get quiet. And then Lauren says, where do you think we'd all be if Heidi never met Spencer? I think it would be completely different, is what Audrina says. And Lauren just goes, one person can really change everything. Honestly, how weird would do you think it would have been? I think as much as I dislike Spencer, he definitely swooped in and saved the hills. The hills was boring as shit. They needed some more drama. So, they, so Spencer and Brody finagled their way, snuck their way into the hills. And I think they brought a lot to it. As much as they annoy me, Brody, thank you for following me, though. I really appreciate it. That was a very big moment for me, so thank you. I will still call you Brody Where's My Hug Jenner, Brody P- Peter Pan Jenner. But yeah, anyway... I do think that those two kind of coming in did really save the Hills because the Hills wouldn't have lasted. But then there's a part of me that's like Heidi would have found another creepo like opportunist to be with. But obviously Spencer and Heidi are still together. I always say they're still together because they're the only ones who can deal with one another. (laughs) So now we are at a rainy date night with Audrina and Justin Bobby, and they take a seat and Justin's like, when I get a tattoo gonna can I tattoo your butt? (laughs) You know, she already has that neck tattoo. He probably would have said neck tattoo if she didn't already have a dragon wrapped around, a heart wrapped around the world on the back of her neck. But she's like, don't start. Her reaction to it is so, like, corny. It cracks me up. But Audrina comes clean about going on dates. And Justin gets kind of tense. He's like, well, uh, did he pull your chair out? Yeah, and he opened the door for me, too. You got a winner, dude. And Justin looks, like, visibly salty when he says that. And she says, he's nice. Justin goes quiet for a second, then goes, being nice gets you far. So far that he isn't even here. (laughs) And... Audrina just goes well you're dating too And Justin just turns into a complete asshole And starts like gaslighting her And basically calls her immature He's like we can either handle this a mature way Or we can handle this an immature way And she just kind of gets quiet And that's one thing I really really don't like When it comes to the two of them Obviously there's a lot Like they're not a healthy couple They're not anything But he obviously likes making her feel like She's a fucking idiot And I don't think that's cool I don't think that's very kind of him to do. I will say, Justin Bobby with short hair hits me different. I gotta be real. Something about him with short hair just gets me going... He's a piece of shit, (laughs) but he gets me going. We end the episode at the Spidey apartment, and Heidi is chilling, just looking at pictures from Darlene's visit, and Holly tells Heidi that Lauren says she's saying they can't be friends with Spencer in the picture. Yeah, she's making it that way, is what Heidi said. Yeah, she is making it that way. She's drawing healthy boundaries. We love someone who sets healthy boundaries. Stop trying to cross them. But Heidi says she would forgive Lauren immediately, and... Holly just starts going, I think you and Lauren can be friends again. And as she trails off, who walks into the room? But Mr. Spencer Pratt himself, he looks very disheveled. And I am going to play that audio clip in three, two, one. Also, it is the end of the episode after that audio clip. What are we discussing here? Well, we were talking about a letter that Heidi wrote to Lauren. I just wrote... A letter saying, you know, I'm sorry how everything's happened and wish you the best. And maybe one day we can be friends and maybe not, you know. So now since Hollywood was in, you started keeping secrets from me. It's not a secret. When you don't tell somebody something, that's a secret. It's not her fault. She feels like she know. can't talk to you. talking to you is what I want to know. And you her got. family. <laughs> Censor. He's the reason why you and Lauren can't be friends again. He's not the reason. She said it straight up. It won't happen as long as you and Spencer are together. That's what Lauren said. By the way, I'll take credit for that. I think it's great that you guys aren't friends, so it's a win-win. If it's her fault or my fault, it's great that you do not have her in your life, so she's not going to be friends with you for as long as we're together. So what's the point? The point is, there's still a chance, and especially since it doesn't involve you, it sounds like a great option. Can I just say, Holly's a fucking badass. I know that she has her moments later in the series where she's maybe not great, but she's a fucking badass for standing up to Spencer. And again, that's something where I'm like, I could not date someone who spoke like that to my family. Granted, her family speaks to him a certain way, but he's very nasty and rude and... Ugh! But that is the episode. Will they ever become friends again? We know the answer is no. And, you know, during this scene, all I could think about is how fucking cringeworthy they are as a couple when they showed up to the little market opening in the Palisades. Like, I remember them doing that being like, where's LC? Like, what the fuck, guys? So, obviously, they're still obsessed with Lauren. Um... Uh- <laughs> But I don't know. That popped into my head during that specific moment. Like that specific scene. I was like, these guys are fucking unhinged. Let me tell you. So while we wrap up this episode, the Hills New Beginnings trailer dropped. The first peak dropped. And unfortunately, I knew everything that was going to happen pre-COVID, right? I knew Justin, Bobby, and Heidi were going to Worked together on a Christian rock album. But it seems like everything changed after COVID. I know Jason was on the podcast. So if you're new to the podcast, go back. You can listen to the podcast with Jason. He said that they were going to have like the best season ever. But COVID kind of fucked everything up. And again, the trailer looks great. The trailer was like getting me going. I was like, yeah, this is going to be awesome. Then I was like... I can't give into any of this. Even though one of the people who I wanted Audrina to end up with was Brody. I thought they'd make a beautiful looking couple. And now they're trying to make that a thing. Which, you know what? We're a little we're a little too late for that. We know Brody likes to date 21, 22 year olds. And I feel like whoever he was in the tub with is definitely like a TikToker. That's my guess. But yeah, I mean, I guess we're going to see what happens. And she's also dating Sean Stewart who seems like a slime ball. He seems like he's been on, or has wanted to be on reality TV for a really long time. He's Rod Stewart's do- um, son. He's sisters with Kimberly Stewart, who was engaged to Talon from Laguna Beach for 10 days or some shit like that. But yeah, I mean, I I have high hopes. I don't have high hopes, I meant to say. I don't have high hopes for this. Like I said, everything that I knew was like pre-COVID, pre-all that, But I did tell you guys there was going to be a Brody shower scene, and it happened in the preview, and I was really excited that it actually, like, came to fruition. Sometimes, that's when I'm like, okay, my sources know what they're talking about. Those are the moments where I want to, like, give them a hug, but I'm not allowed to because I've never met them in person. (laughs) But yeah, Spidey is, they're trying for baby number two. I know that a lot of people commented on Heidi's weight, and she was like, no, I'm just fat, so... Poor Heidi for that. I hate that she feels that way because obviously she's gone through a lot. She's gone through a lot of surgeries because she wanted to change her body so much. And that's her prerogative. I'm not gonna judge her on that, but I do feel bad that people are kinda coming at her for her weight. I've noticed she is drinking again in stories, so I'm gonna guess she's not pregnant. But because I said that, they're probably going to announce they're pregnant in like two months. Watch. I bet you in two months they're going to announce that they're pregnant. I don't know how they're going to do it because they still say Gunner doesn't sleep through the night. And that's, I wouldn't be able to do that. I know that much. Um, but yeah, I guess we will see how the season goes. I'm interested to meet Justin Bobby's dad. And I think they're trying to do like a redemption arc for Justin Bobby. Because his girl ex-girlfriend, Lindsay Pellas, P-E-L-A-S, ripped him apart and called him a con artist. So let's see if MTV even touches that. I doubt they will. But his dad's from Boston on the, if you look up the Laguna Beach YouTube, I did an interview with Justin a long time ago. He had terrible service. It kept going in and out. Probably my worst live of all time, just because of all the technical difficulties. But he opened up a little bit. His parents are from Boston. So it'll be interesting to meet Daddy, Daddy, um, Justin Bobby. I don't think Justin Bobby will ever calm down either. He's like, I want kids, I want family. No, I don't think Justin wants that. Justin wants that rock star life. And I'm really excited. Two things I'm actually really excited about. Always to see Jason and Ashley. I like them both a lot as a couple. And I think she's really great for him. But I'm also curious to see how Frankie Frankie Delgado deals with the pandemic. Because obviously his line of work is in clubs. He's a club promoter. I think he owns a bar. I could be wrong. He's a manager or something. But that is his life. That is what he's always done. So I'm really interested to see that. Misha Barton is not in the reboot. She said MTV told her she was too boring, which sucks because I actually liked Misha a lot last season. Surprisingly, I didn't expect to like her as much as I did, but I did. And Stephanie Pratt will not be a part of this season because of her tweets against Black Lives Matter. So she will not be a part of it. I don't know if they'll touch on that either. So I guess we just have to wait and see. But yeah, I mean, I'll I'll hate watch it. I can't lie. I'm not going to be sit here and be like, "No, I'm not going to watch it. It looks awful." I'll I'll watch it. Don't worry. I'm going to I'm going to do my best and I'm going to try and have a little more hope. Oh, also, Kristen Kristen literally said she only went on the show because she made a deal with Audrina and Heidi. If they went on Very Cavallari, she would go on the hills. She's going to be on it for maybe an episode or two, and she wants to promote Uncommon James while she's there. She said she literally brought Uncommon James jewelry to give to the girls on screen so she could promote her brand. That is why Kristen Cavallari is a motherfucking marketer, if you ask me. So thank you guys so much for all of the kind words always, for listening to the podcast, for supporting the podcast, for all of that, I appreciate it more than you probably know. Next week we will have Brad Fischetti from LFO come on the podcast. He is the last remaining living member, so I'm actually I am really excited to talk to him because he has a lot going on, a lot of LFO remembrance stuff coming out that we want to support him with. And then of course the following week we have Low Bosworth. Oh my god, guys, I still can't believe it. Can you? I can't. So if you want, please subscribe, please leave a review. Um, There's also a link if you want to support the podcast, if you can, if you don't, if you don't want to, whatever. Totally fine, totally understand. I just know people ask me about Patreon a lot, and I don't have one at the moment. But you can do it through, you can support the podcast through Anchor. Um, But yeah, I hope you guys have an awesome rest of your week. And I'm sorry that the podcast was late. But I'm happy to put it out. And thank you. Thank you guys all so much just for being fucking awesome and kind. And without you guys, like, there's no way we would get anybody on the podcast. So, again, thank you so much. And I'll see you Tuesday. Bye.